Welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Will, and I'm joined today by author Christine Morgan, author of Lake House Inferno, The Night Silver River Run Red, Sperm Jackers from Hell, and several others. Christine, how are you doing today? Hello, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I usually start every episode asking, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Of all time? Um, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. That's Jeff Strands, too. It's so brilliantly written, and it's so damn clever. (laughs) I I just, I have to admire it on on that level, if, if nothing else. But it's just so much fun, too. I just love how it's a comedy, but also has those moments of pure seriousness. It, it works so well together. Like that whole movie is just immaculate. It's amazing. It is. It's really brilliantly done. Did you watch their other movies? The, um, what was it called? Uh, the mile one with her on the beer mile or whatever. Um, yeah. The, the pub crawl one and hot fuzz. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen their other ones. And the show that Nick Frost did, the Ghost Hunter kind of thing. Oh, I didn't see that. No, I forget the title of it, but but yeah, they're they're doing the Ghost Hunter. Was that like a serious one, or is it more comedic? A little of both. <laughs> it's hard not to be with him, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've written several books. What is your writing process like? Like, do you have one that's for every book different or do you stick by a certain process each time? What is it oh, like for you? I, I have I have never been in a position to establish a routine. Most of my writing was done when I was working. Um, I worked the overnight shift in a residential psychiatric facility. And so I would write on the company clock which meant that whether I got any writing done at all was entirely up to the residents. (laughs) I might not see anybody all shift. I might have somebody there bugging me every other minute. Oh, wow. That's gotta be. I never never really got the luxury of having a routine. You see a lot of weird things working there. I heard a lot of weird things. Some of the stuff that they, they came up with was, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty different. So are you someone who outlines or do you, uh, they call it pantsing? Oh, I, I pants. I am, I come up with characters in a situation and throw them together and then sit back and see what happens. That's always a fun way to do it. I can't outline for the life of me. I just never figured that out. You know, for, for some projects, you know, I've, I found I kind of have to. If I'm doing a more serious, plotted type murder mystery, I, I kind I kind of can't just wing it on that. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, yeah, I'm I'm winging it. Mystery. That's one of the areas they say like work backward, right? Yeah, that's that's what they say, and it's not one I've dabbled in a lot. But probably for that reason, it, it sounds like I'd have to be way more organized. (laughs) (laughs) Organization is the bane of my existence. Like if you could see my office right now, you would not think this is an organized man. (laughs) I hear that. So you've collaborated a lot with um, Edward Lee in Lake House Inferno. How did that come to be? Because I love that series and it just, it it amazes me every time I read it. Uh, That, that was a fangirl dream come true. 
I had been reviewing some of his stuff uh, when the horror fiction review was still a uh, a viable, like, stapled paper zine. And he contacted me to thank me for the reviews. And we struck up a correspondence. And eventually I, I worked up the nerve to ask him. I'd written a story about a detective, Matt Brimstone, P.I., who had died in the 1930s and gone to the Mephistopolis. And I asked Lee if it was okay with him if I submitted it somewhere. And he said, sure, and it got published. And he liked it. And from there, we just kept building our relationship until I, I mustered up even more nerve and said, hey, you know, at the end of Lucifer's Lottery, you've got this whole side plot with this lake in Florida. And your main plot follows what happens in hell. But I'd kind of like to mess around with that lake in Florida. Would that be okay? And he, he, had, he had two conditions. He wanted to read it before I sent it anywhere else. And he wanted to have a cameo in it. He wanted to have a cameo. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did that. He loved it. It got published. It won a Splatterpunk Award. The sequel, um, Warlock Infernal, just came out in hardback from Thunderstorm. And we'll be out in paperback and ebook on October 1st. Oh, wow. I'm going to pick that up for sure. I'm you know, excited about that. <laughs> like the expanding world of that series, just it's, it's amazing to me. I, I, had, I had so much fun with it. And if I have my way, there'll be at least one more in my series. You have a whole trilogy. Yeah. And he, he has been the most wonderful, supportive, encouraging mentor that that anybody could hope for so yeah it's it's total it's total fangirl dream come true it really is i don't know about you but every time i pick up a new edward lee book i'm always like oh my god what am i in for this time <laughs> oh yeah oh no i i love it and i have uh he he's also taken me on as a uh, beta reader and proofreader so i get to see a lot of his stuff you know before before it's ready and yeah there's there's nothing quite as exciting as getting a an edward lee manuscript before anybody else oh yeah uh you recently gave a talk at a convention didn't you or you were on a panel uh yeah i was i was at killer con i was on several panels at killer con how did that go oh it was it was a blast i i love you know that and bizarro con up in portland have been my two favorite conventions for a long time now but yeah killer con and it was also the first time i've gotten out to actually socialize and see anybody in a couple of years so i i really needed that too oh yeah it's been a weird last couple of years hasn't it yeah 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 killer con is one i've always wanted to go to so you know god willing next year i'll be checking it out oh you should it's it's a ton of fun it's really Really casual, really informal. You know, Wrath James White describes it as a family reunion with the family you might not have met yet. And it, it really is. It's it's great. 
<laughs> I was talking to Rath on the show not too long ago. I never knew he was like a professional kickboxer and everything. Like all these oh, things yeah. about him, I learned. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere out there online, there's a video of um, at previous killer cons, he has had events where he will punch volunteers. What? Punch. Oh my God. And um, so sometimes it takes the form of like a quiz show where if you get your question wrong, you get punched. Oh, but man. extreme horror author Matt Shaw, um, he, he volunteered to get punched by Wrath. And there's a video of it somewhere. And I was right in the second row. And boy, the sound it made. <laughs> when when Raph's fist hit his arm, it, it really did. It sounded like a mallet hitting a, a side of beef. Oh, and God. you know, and Matt Shaw is kind of a slender guy, and I was surprised he didn't fly right through the wall. <laughs> but but yeah. He but he only, as far as I know, has punched people who volunteer for it. Yeah, I'd volunteer for that. <laughs> Be like Rath James White broke my arm. <laughs> yeah, other other people have had some pretty spectacular bruises. <laughs> I'm really happy to see extreme horror and splatterpunk being on the rise again. It feels like I don't know. Lately, it's been out there more than it has been. Would you agree with that? I I definitely would, and I'm so glad to see it too because horror itself was already kind of the you know, the, the dirty black sheep of the family that the rest of the literary world didn't want to talk about. And then extreme horror was a step even further into black sheepdom. And having everybody who writes, reads, and enjoys all that really sick shit be able to come out and be themselves uh, myself included, has just been wonderful. It's like this, this is where I've always been meant to be. And it's just felt like such a homecoming and meeting so many other people that I'm I'm not the only total weirdo parents <laughs> <laughs> into this stuff. I just remember somebody came to my table at Scares for Care and said, what is the most disgusting thing you have here? I was like, this one. <laughs> and I was like, I am among my people. Yeah. No, I I love that. Uh, what would you say makes a great extreme horror book? Like, what elements are there to something that's great as compared to good? Um, I think the great ones are the ones that really hit a nerve and hit your emotions and really put you there, empathizing with the characters so that it's more than... I mean, some some people describe extreme horror as, you know, like when we were in fifth grade playing what's grosser than gross and just trying to come up with the most disgusting stuff. But and that's that's fine in its place. But it's when it becomes personal, it becomes something you can connect with and really empathize and identify with that. That's when I think it goes from, you know, just being gross out good fun to really being something great i think that's something that's kind of misunderstood by some people because they hear extreme horror and splatterpunk and i think it's just sick stuff but there's so much more to it than that like i can read stuff that's just sick and you know get something from it 
but yeah. I know when I read something by say like Christopher Triana, I'm like, I'm only, oh, yeah. I'm not only sickened, I'm also invested. It's like, I, <laughs> I get changed by reading these stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the important part. I think being able to really hit it on that level. Oh yeah. That connection. So how long have you been in the horror industry? Oh, um, I started out trying to be a fantasy writer, which was a mistake because I'd been a horror reader all my life. That was what I wanted to do, but I didn't think I was good enough. So, but then even my fantasy tended to lean toward horror. So, yeah, probably about 20 or so years ago, I've been kicking around the the genre. Um, My first professional short story sale was a uh, was called dawn of the living impaired it was a zombie story <laughs> and yeah that was that was 20 something years ago so uh <laughs> here we i are. love that title <laughs> <laughs> yeah we use that for the title of the collection i put all my zombie stories together and yeah dawn of the living impaired and other messed up zombie stories <laughs> <laughs> Are you somebody who grew up a lot around horror movies? Well, and I, I, I've told this story a lot, but the house I'm sitting in right now used to belong, my grandparents bought it in 1960. And my grandfather had this shelf of paperbacks he had to keep out in the garage because grandma didn't want them in the house. So I would sneak out there and read all the horror because he was big into like nature run amok and creature features and things like that. I still have the copy of The Shining I found out there when I was 10. So, you know, for movies, not, not a whole lot. You know, sometimes the like Saturday night, black and white, old universal um, invaders from Mars scared the hell out of me as a kid. But, but yeah, a lot of it was reading and a lot of it was born right here, you know, in, in this house, out in that garage. It's like 20 yards from where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> so uh, what, do you, what can you tell us about what you have coming up next? Well, uh, yeah, like I said, Warlock Infernal just came out in one format and is in the, in the process of coming out in others. Um, Madness Heart Press is uh, going to be doing my collection, Almost Normal Horror, which gathers a bunch of the not as extreme stuff I've written over the years um, from various other anthologies. I'm not sure yet what the, that might be in December. It might not be until next year. Um, so yeah, those are those are the two firmest ones that I know of. Um, Eraserhead Press, Nedite Press is eventually going to be re-releasing uh, Murder Girls, which is a book that I had out a while ago about a bunch of college co-eds who decide to become serial killers. So that one's been out of print and will hopefully be back soon. And where do you find your inspiration for stories? Does it just come out of the blue? Is it something you get an idea and you sit on it for a while and develop it? Or how does that work for you? Every, everywhere. I'm, I'm a pack rat in 
almost every possible sense of the word. I do a lot of crafts. And so if I find a weird thing, I can't just throw it away because I might be able to make something out of it. And my head does that too. If I have a weird thought, you know, it's like, hang on to that because you might need it for something. So I just everywhere, all around me, bits of overheard conversation, stuff I see on TV or in movies, just every everything is has potential. And so I'm just all gathering it up like a squirrel, storing <laughs> it away for winter. And a lot of the people who listen to the show are writers, directors, and other people in creative fields. Uh, what advice would you give to uh, people who are in those fields? Have fun with it. That that for me is the most important thing, you know, and I mean, so much of it is a labor of love anyway. Hardly any of us are in it for the money, God knows, that if, if you're not having fun with it and really enjoying yourself in the process, then what's the point? And if you're not enjoying yourself in the process, then the product probably isn't going to be very much fun for other people. Mm -hmm. So when I'm, when I'm writing, if I'm having a good time, it's like eventually someone else is going to read this and hopefully they'll have a good time too, because it was so much fun for me going along. I think it's really the best feeling too, is when someone else gets enjoyment out of it. Mm -hmm. So where can people find you online? Um, I'm on Facebook and on Twitter. I'm too old for Instagram or TikTok or whatever the kids are doing these days. But, <laughs> God knows. Yeah. Um, but I also, I have a site, uh, christinemariemorgan.wordpress.com. And that's where I have links to my books and stories. That's where I post my book reviews. Um, you know, I'm... I'm Pretty much, if I'm awake, I'm online, and I'm always glad to hear from people, because I don't have any other social life. <laughs> Being writers, we never have social lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christine, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. This is fun. Well, thank you very much for having me. Hey, have a great day. Signing out, Chase Will. Everybody, have a great night. 